Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking about the tips you need to know when you rent your first apartment. All right, sometimes I forget that there are college students actually listening to this podcast, and I know that as college students, you have a lot of questions, um, you're really not sure about money and a lot of the life things. So this question actually came from Cameron in Los Angeles, and he is a college student and is going to be getting his first apartment soon and had a really good question about all the different things that he needed to know when renting his first apartment after college. And that's such a great question. Um, Even if you're a few years out of college, maybe you're living with your parents. Um, A lot of millennials are living with their parents a really long time. And so you actually haven't had the experience of renting your first apartment. So, you know, as they say, that really popular saying, don't eat with your eyes. And the same thing is true when you're renting an apartment. Don't look for a place that you can't afford, all right? So I know sometimes, especially when I rented my first apartment, I'm going to be brutally honest, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to live here because it looks so nice and there's like a little pond outside and everything's new and everything's clean and I probably spent more money than I should have spent and I probably should have gotten, you know, a smaller apartment. But nonetheless, that happens. So 
If I can give you any words of wisdom, it's just really find something that you can afford. Don't be so attached to the bells and whistles. I understand that you probably need things like air conditioning and you need enough bedrooms and bathrooms and things like that. But when you're rolling out of college or you're rolling into your first apartment, it is not about luxury. It is really just about some place to live that you can afford, where you can gain your independence and, you know, learn all sorts of different lessons about life and money, quite honestly. So when you're renting, negotiation is so super key. And I know that if this is your first time renting apartment, it probably scares you to death to even think about negotiating. You're probably thinking about all of these other things, but I'm going to really, really encourage you to negotiate. And if anybody's listening here who actually is, you know, on their third, fourth, fifth apartment, you should know this too. You can always negotiate your deposit. Always, always, always. I have never, ever paid in uh, all the apartments that I've rented in my life. I've never paid the full deposit amount. But you can also negotiate the rent amount. And this is something that people don't talk about, but you really can. So for the deposit, I always say start off offering about 50% less than what they're requiring. So if they're requiring $1,000, I want you to offer $500. Now, it isn't every time that the landlord will say, oh yeah, okay, I'll take the $500. Maybe they might bump you up to $700 or something like that, but you're going to get some sort of deal. So that's the deposit, right? Now you can't go in offering 50% less of rent, all right? They'll probably laugh at you and um, and send you on your way, but you can try to negotiate anywhere between like five and 20% off your rent. And that can be like a really significant number because if you think about it, okay, you pay your deposit once, right? So let's say you save 50% there. But what if you save 10% on your rent every single month for however long you live there? That could really end up being a ton of money. Like right there could be your emergency fund savings. It could be the money you put in your 401k or your IRA. Um, You pay off debt. You put it towards your student loan, whatever. Like you could actually, however much you chip down the the rent is money that you should give a, a job to. You should give a purpose to and have it do something that's actually increasing your wealth and not decreasing your wealth, all right? I always say don't sign longer than a year lease your first time out of the gate. Um, And if you do do a month-to-month rent, just know that you're going to end up be paying a little bit more. But you also need to find out what happens if you break this lease. So I had this happen when I was on, I think, my second apartment out of college, And I actually had to break the lease and I didn't find out, I actually didn't even know that um, there was a penalty if you broke your lease. So I just went in, I was like, okay, you know, I'm not going to be living here any longer. Where do I sign? And they looked at me like, oh, you silly little 20 year old, Um, you're going to owe us some money. So I actually had to negotiate my way into owing less money than, um, you know, I would have had to, but... I ended up having to pay some money to break the lease. So just know that that's like a really real thing, especially if roommates and things like that, like crap happens. I mean, I have seen like some of the worst stories and situations about living with roommates. I'm not going to deter you from living with roommates because 
That's a good thing and a great way to save money. But even if you room with like your quote unquote best friend um, and girls, you know, you're probably like all saying amen right now. Things can happen. Guys, uh, not so much. You're not so like fickle, but I have seen some really terrible stories of guy roommates too. So it's not just the girls. All right. So when you go into this negotiating, all of this, the rent, the deposit, all of these things, you got to have good credit. Or if you don't have good credit, you've got to borrow your parents' credit or something like that. All right. And you want a clean record. You want good references. You want to look like the model renter, rentee um, that they've ever had. And I'm going to say, like, just be responsible. Use good manners. I know that stuff is so self-explanatory, but people really forget, especially when you're young and you're like fiery and you want to take on life. It's really easy to get PO'd at the littlest thing. Okay, don't get PO'd at the person who is renting the apartment to you, all right? Be smart, be graceful. All of those things are going to really make a difference. And if you do sign a lease with more than one person, so let's say you have a roommate or a couple roommates, you got to know that you're liable for the damages and the rent as the term states, regardless of what happens to the other people. So I actually had a friend who had rented apartment, this was actually several apartments out of college, had rented with three of her friends. So there were four people living in an apartment. And what happened was the other two people moved out before the end of the apartment lease, which was not a big deal. However, they trashed the apartment. So the people that were living there actually had to pay to fix up all of the things that they trashed. And it was just really a nightmare. They tried to um, bring a lawsuit against the two other girls and they got off. And it was just, it was really just a ridiculous situation that ended up costing them a ton of money. And again, that's not to discourage you from renting with other people, but it's just for you to understand like you're liable for everything as well as the other person. But the other person could do things that could have ramifications on you. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. All right, so if somebody does leave a mid-lease, make sure that they take their name off the lease so it's not all on you. And I know a lot of times people get lazy and they don't want to do this, or maybe this changes the... Uh, lease terms or something like that, but come on. I mean, just like literally put them in the car, drive them to wherever the landlord is and make them sign off on the lease. You're going to thank me later. That is for sure. Okay, now on to budget, right? We're going to talk about money. So the things that you really need to budget for are obviously furniture. And I'm going to say go cheap, go garage sales, go Craigslist, Don't be too attached to having like the nicest, newest thing. The only reason that you should buy something brand, brand new is if you can really legitimately actually afford it and you're going to use it for a really long time. So if you're living with roommates and one of the roommates brings in furniture, uh, maybe you can work something out like where you lower their monthly rent or something like that, but you make it advantageous because it's saving you money and in the end, that is all that you care about. You also want to ask what utilities are included when you rent the apartment. And also, here's another key question that most people don't ask, but what is the average cost for utilities that aren't included? All right, so if it's going to cost you like a couple hundred bucks a month for the utilities that aren't included, you need to know that because you got to add it onto your budget. I find that like most people, when you roll out of college, you're still kind of like getting this budget thing down and that's fine. That's totally cool. Um, I'm going to tell you a little secret that most people in their late 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, they're still getting this budget thing down. Um, so uh, don't let that um, don't let that deter you, but be smart with it. Like know how much this is going to really cost you because it's more than just your rent that you're going to have to pay for. You also want to talk about like how are you going to divide up groceries, cleaning supplies, all of those sorts of things. 
Um, there's a ton of cool apps out there to help you with these things. I've done a lot of podcasts about those, so go back and listen to some of those podcasts. But you really want to get like a game plan before you move in with your roommate or your roommates as to how you're going to handle these things. Because if you don't, it's going to blow up. And I can say that with like 100% certainty that this stuff, it just explodes if you don't take care of it. And I want you to also add another line item in your budget. And this is for anybody who's listening to that like is a master at renting apartments and budgeting. I have a literally a line item in my budget that says crap happens. I'm not kidding you. And I would say if you're rolling out of college, maybe it's like $50 to $100 a month that you have in there. And that's just for extra things. Like if your electricity bill goes up in the summer and you're not used to that, well, that's going to cost you more money. So you can pull it out of your crap happens budget. If you don't use that money in a month, put it in savings. All right. So if you don't use it, go ahead and put it in savings. Um, I'm just going to actually say something really funny now. So you guys could probably tell that like my voice is a little crackly. I am actually recording this podcast in the morning and I usually record them at night when my voice is not crackly. Uh, But I have time this morning and it is a glorious, glorious day outside. The sun is shining. It is beautiful. I'm looking at bright green trees and I just felt so inspired to record right now. So Hopefully you can put up with a little like crackly in my voice. Hopefully I sound a little like mysterious and uh, like you're listening to a different person. So I just figure let's just all have fun with it, right? All right. So you want to also figure out who is in charge of paying the rent and what happens if they don't give you their check in time. So can you cover those costs? And lastly, remember to divide up your budget the 50-20-30 way that I have taught you. So 50% of your budget goes to fixed expenses. Those are rent, uh, mortgage, uh, groceries, car payments, student loan payments, your minimum payment on your credit card, all of those things. So do that first when you're setting up your your budget, all right? Then I want you to build in 20% for savings. This is for your emergency fund. This is to fund any goals that you're going towards. This is to put money in your 401k, IRA, or Roth, all right? 20%. Okay, so first you got your 50% of your take-home pay, then you got your 20%. Okay, then once you've budgeted all of that stuff, the good, meaty, hearty stuff, then the last 30% is for all your funsies. That's for all of your variable expenses. That's for eating out, entertainment, extra credit card payments, shopping, traveling, all of those extra things that you like to do, leave those towards the end. And I promise you, if you can figure out how to set up your budget this way, you are going to be like a badass with savings. You're going to have so much savings. It is ridiculous. You're going to thank me so much in like 10, 15 years. And you're just going to have really good control over your spending. All right. So remember to do that. And also look for additional ways to build up your income. So everyone is always so focused on, um, you know, saving more money. And that's such a great thing, right? We should always save more money. Um, Nobody has ever said on their dying breath, oh my gosh, I feel so terrible. I saved too much money. Nobody has ever, ever, ever said that, right? Because it doesn't exist. You can never save too much money. But most people aren't focused on the income part, right? So the best way to better your budget 
Obviously, one is to spend less and save more, but another way is to make more money. So think about other ways that you can earn more income, maybe a side hustle, a side job. Maybe there's a talent that you have that you haven't fully developed. Um, Gosh, there's so many different examples of this, like people doing DJing on the side, or maybe they help plan weddings, or uh, they help write... um, gosh, ebooks for people, or you tutor somebody in a subject. There's so many different ways that you can make money on the side that's not going to take up a huge amount of your time, but what it's going to be is super powerful for your budget, and it's going to add extra income. And I don't know about you, but I mean, even if I had an extra $200, $300, $400 a month, that's a lot of money, and I could give that such, um, God, I could turn that money into so much more if I just make some smart money moves. Okay, so that was a little bit of a tangent. I'm sorry. Like I said, it's early in the morning. (laughs) But I hope, Karen, I hope this has really answered your question and given you some really good tips for what to do when you rent your first apartment. And for those of you listening that are, um, you know, your seniors at renting apartments, hopefully this has just been a little bit of a reminder that there are some ways that you can negotiate and save more money and do some really powerful things with those savings. All right, guys, as always, it was so awesome to be with you here today. Um, I have totally revamped the yourmillennialmoney.com website, so head on over and check that out. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game and Instagram at millennial underscore money. (laughs) 